This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. The reigning American League Division champions head into 2020 with their sights set on bigger things. This is the show that keeps you plugged into that pursuit with all the news, moves, and more. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show, presented by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. And here's your host of the Hot Stove Show, Chris Atterbury. Well, good evening once again, and indeed welcome to the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated it's how memories are created and legends are made. So I hope you have plenty of Killebrew root beer on hand for your Thanksgiving celebration this week. However you celebrate Thanksgiving uh, and whoever you gather with, uh, make sure there's some Killebrew root beer within arm's reach. Now, this is a special holiday week. we got a lot of moving parts, people in transit uh, traveling. We have recorded this show a little bit earlier this week, but uh, we welcome all of you listening in across our network here on the night before Thanksgiving. We also welcome in everybody tuning in to the Twin Hot Stove Show and those who join us every week uh, via Facebook Live or wherever you find Twins podcasts. And, of course, you can podcast us here, uh, and it's a, a great way to keep you company as you are in transit on this holiday weekend, hopefully safe and sound uh, with all your friends and loved ones. Now, there is some baseball news to be had, uh, and then later on we're going to talk with Edgar Varela, who is part of the baseball news, because Edgar is the new hitting coach for the Minnesota Twins, filling out a key position on Rocco Baldelli's staff, and we have a wonderful conversation coming up with Edgar, including a Thanksgiving-themed three cuts. But let's start, as always, with our weekly baseball bulletin. I love the sound of the typewriter. Not a lot of news to type up since last we spoke. As far as the free agent market is concerned, and again, we know that's really what everybody wants to talk about. Uh, not a lot of major signings. Travis Darno does sign with the Braves after his whirlwind year last year where he was DFA'd from two clubs within three days and then truly found a home as an engine of that Rays offense. He's now a member of the Atlanta Braves. Yasmani Grandal, another backstop, goes to the White Sox, who also keep Jose Abreu. Those probably the two biggest splashes last week as far as players signing. There was one interesting signing that was Evan White, double-A first baseman for the Mariners, agreed to a six-year, $24 million extension. That is the first-ever extension of that length and size for a player who has never even reached the triple-A level of baseball. Other news, the Yankees trying not to pay Jacoby Ellsbury. Speaking of warning signs for free agent signings, they say he saw an unauthorized medical professional as part of his rehab, so they are trying to void the last uh, couple of years of his contract. The all-MLB first team was announced by ESPN. Now, of course, you've got uh, the NFL All-Pro team. You've got the NBA All-NBA team. Baseball's never really had that postseason. Jeff Passan tried to do it a couple of years ago. I was one of many members of the media he sent a ballot to. 
didn't really create traction at Yahoo, but now that he's at ESPN, this is up and running. I think it's a great idea. 68 media members voted, and Taylor Rogers was one of five relievers named to the first-team All-MLB squad. Nelson Cruz was the first-team All-MLB DH. Mitch Garver was on the third team. I congratulated Taylor for it. He said that's what happened when, quote, you, uh, what did he say, when you uh, bribe the, the voters, I think is what he went with, which uh, knowing how cheap Taylor is, I'm pretty sure he didn't bribe any voters, uh, but he is deserving of a spot on that club. As for the Twins, some news. Edgar Varela will be the hitting coach. We'll talk with Edgar in length the rest of the program. Michael Salazar fills another key role on the Twins staff, and you're thinking, well, well what role is that? He's the new head athletic trainer for the Minnesota Twins, replacing Tony Leo. Michael Salazar spent last year as an assistant athletic trainer with the Padres, but from 2000 to 2018, various roles within the Cleveland Indians organization. Obviously, he and Derek Falvey, a little bit of history. So Michael Salazar, big role. Uh, The way that the medical care and training and rehab, all of it coalesces together. That's a big role, and Michael Salazar slides into that spot as the head athletic trainer for the Minnesota Twins. So Salazar, the trainer. We've got Varela as the hitting coach. And, oh, yeah, the Twins coaching staff and players, they'll be sporting those sweet baby blue uniforms again for the first time since 1986. Now, when it comes to fashion and we need some input, we look no further than the great Kent Herbeck, who made baby blue the look when he was modeling it as a twin back in the day. Kent, excited to see that old look coming back. Well, you know what? I get a lot of talk a lot of times. I've got a couple of my old uniforms back when I played. And matter of fact, my daughter and my girlfriend have worn them to baseball games a bunch of times. And they enjoy wearing them. And people always like that. Wish they'd bring back the powder blues. Well, they have. And now we get to see them back in action. It'll be fun. It'll bring back a lot of memories. And obviously, the sight of twins in that baby blue, that robin's egg blue, uh, brings back all sorts of memories for old number 14. Back in, in 81 when I first played, that's what we were wearing. So it kind of brings me back to, to my early days, of course, when I first played. And makes me think of guys like my old roomie Gary Gaetti and Timmy Laudner, buddy of mine now, and, you know, Tommy Bernanski, Frankie Viola. I think it kind of it'll bring, I think, memories of all fans from back then. It'll, it'll make them think about uh, those years. Uh, there were years that we struggled a little bit, but... Unfortunately, we quit wearing them in 86. Next year, we won a World Series with different uniforms, but it all started with us wearing those baby blues. Now, if only they could finish it out with some stirrups. I don't know if they'll bring those back. I think, uh, I guess uh, I'm not a purist of the game, but I've always always liked the, the stirrup look, I guess, as a kid growing up. I mean, that's everybody wore those, and I don't know when they actually got phased out. I don't know if it was the late 90s or early 2000s or when they finally got kicked off the field, but, uh, yeah, it was always a part of the uniform, and I know uh, uh, at the time they we we actually had the worst stirrups at one point one year where we had to show the TC that was uh, logo down on our stirrups so we had to make sure if we were wearing stirrups our they couldn't be down our pants couldn't be down past that logo so we had to make sure our logo showed on the on the stirrups as well. That's the voice of Ken Herbeck and of course big news across Twins territory the Robin's Egg Blue uniforms the baby blues are back in 
2020. One other note, it wouldn't be a week if baseball couldn't keep itself out of the headlines with uh, all sorts of chicanery and tomfoolery and skullduggery and whatever long word you can think of uh, to put around the scandal currently enveloping sign-stealing with the Houston Astros. Rob Manfred came out very firm, uh, said he was going to bring down the hammer, uh, he, he claimed that it was only at this point with the Astros, but that he was open to investigating beyond that. Uh, so it remains to be seen, but a lot of posturing, a lot of almost threatening, uh, some punitive threats for people who chose not to speak to the investigators. Uh, and on top of that, there's still the ongoing uh, talk of reform in terms of the minor league system. Dave St. Peter spoke on it last week. Uh, it is a complicated issue, uh, but it's uh, one that is drawing the ire of a lot of different parts and elements in this game and one you should keep your eye on also while doing that if you're wondering about investigations and rob manfred check out the movie screwball uh screwball on netflix it's a billy corbin film uh a documentary of sorts going back to the biogenesis days and also a a look if you will into how major league baseball in the past has tried to go about some of these punitive investigations does not necessarily reflect well, frankly, on any of the parties involved in that one. So that's what's going on with our baseball bulletin. As for our, our contest, our uh, What's Brewing contest, last week the Hall of Fame ballots came out. We asked you to submit your ballots uh, with a prize pack from Killebrew Root Beer going uh, to the person who submitted their ballot and could explain it uh, in a way that enlightened and also made us laugh. So, Ben, congratulations. Ben is getting a Killebrew prize pack on his doorstep uh, just in time for the, the holidays. Uh, he did include Derek Jeter, if you're wondering, but what really tipped us over the edge was Larry Walker on the ballot and uh, the odes to Larry Walker in that Neapolitan ice cream of hats Expos uniform. The great Larry Walker got Ben's vote, and as a result, Ben got our vote. There were several people who said only Jeter. Jeter's the only one. You did not win. But we do appreciate you playing. And perhaps, indeed, you can win this week with our What's Brewing competition. This time, it's out there a little bit this week. And it's in the Thanksgiving spirit. Our Killebrew Root Beer What's Brewing uh, question for you is this. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Uh, for folks, those of us a certain age, it's a staple uh, of your holiday. For folks, obviously, in New York, it was the subject of a Seinfeld episode, for goodness sake. The Thanksgiving Parade is known for its giant inflatable balloons. It takes legions of people, a phalanx of people holding onto the ropes to keep the balloons in line as they weave through the skyscrapers of Manhattan. Our question to you, and this one came straight from Gino, and again, it's a little out there this week. Any figure in baseball history that you could turn into a balloon for the Thanksgiving Day Parade, what baseball figure would make the best float in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? What blown-up face figure would you like to see navigating through the streets of Manhattan? All right, it's out there, and uh, we'll find out how out there you are as you play What's Brewing this week with a Killer Brew prize pack on the line. Again, you can play and contact us at Twins Radio, hashtag Twins Radio. So there you have it. That is our unique Thanksgiving-themed What's Brewing question. We encourage you to participate. Again, it's hashtag Twins Radio at Twins Radio with a Killer Brew root beer uh, prize pack on the line for you. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show. Mr. Edgar Varela is going to join us next. We remind you, as always, no matter how you're taking in the program, you can always go back and find a little more. If you go to wherever you find your Twins podcast later this week and you download our podcasted version of this program, some bonus material with our next guest, Edgar Varela. We don't have time to squeeze everything into our live show. We encourage you not only to listen live, but also go back and check out some of the bonus material with Edgar Varela, the new Twins hitting coach, that will be available. 
available at the end of the program wherever you get your Twins podcast. When we return, though, to the Twins Hot Stove Show, it's Edgar Varela right here on your home for Twins baseball. Well, welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's brought to you by Killer Brew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. It is a holiday week, and in fact, we're taping a little early this week so everybody can get where they need to go to be with friends and family over the course of the Thanksgiving holiday. And we are giving thanks for a new Twins hitting coach and a deserved one. It's Edgar Varela, who has been promoted from within to take over as the Twins hitting coach. He will work in concert with Rudy Hernandez as James Rousen moves on to Miami, and we are very pleased to have Edgar join us here. And I'm going to start straight up with a congratulations, uh, because sometimes a simple is better, Edgar. You've been in baseball a long, long time. You're uh, now a major league hitting coach, and congratulations first and foremost to you. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity, first off. Thank you to Derek and Thad and uh, and Rocco for thinking highly of me in this position. Uh, I couldn't be more excited to be able to be in this organization it's been a humbling experience thus far. We've been fortunate, Edgar, to have you in the Big League Clubhouse uh, kind of on drop-in basis. You've been the field coordinator the last couple of years. I want to read a quote from Jeremy Zoll. Uh, he's got a fancy new title now, too, but this is what he said uh, about his work with you and, and what he thought of you as the field coordinator. And I, I quote here, Edgar's ability to connect with people and build genuine relationships serves as his greatest strength. He brings energy and passion to his work and has been the definition of a learner during his tenure with the Twins. The combination of these traits gives us all extreme confidence in his ability to succeed in any role he is in. Uh, Pretty fancy praise there from Jeremy, but what jumps out at me there, Edgar, is the consummate learner. Uh, And I think that's kind of what's unique about this uh, Twins culture here is teachers who are learners, and you certainly seem to fit that bill. Would you agree? Uh, yes, and, and that's something that I take great pride in. Um, I want to constantly learn. I want to constantly be around those that, that are smarter than me. Uh, I just want to keep learning in this game. Um, you know, I, I feel like as a human being, as, as the world continues to evolve, I think we need to keep up with the times as well and, and just keep learning what's going on. Um, I think we develop as humans that way as well. So. Well, if you want to be around people smarter than you, we're going to have to find a different show for you to appear on because uh, we're going to, I don't know if we're going to be able to carry, carry uh, live up to that standard. Let's go back to some of the people and experiences that have helped shape you because people are just getting to know you. And I say this with uh, the, the consummate respect that comes from having worked in college baseball in Southern California. You're a dirtbag. First and foremost, you were a Long Beach State dirtbag. You, you played on some great teams there under some iconic figures in, in beautiful Blair Field there with the sand kicking up on balls in the outfield and the, the cold fog rolling in at night. Uh, start us there. Uh, you were at Long Beach State, and I guess that was the start in many ways of, of this baseball journey of yours. By the way, you painted that picture really well of Blair Field, <laughs> so I'd like to say that first off. I've, been, uh, I've shivered in Blair Field in before. I've shivered there many nights. And being a left-handed hitter at Blair Field, large park, it came in from right field. So yeah, we, we we had to we had to figure out how to how to produce runs there. So coming under, you know, learning back then how to play the game and and the team concept uh, under Dave Snow, uh, legendary coach Dave Snow, and and Mike Weathers, who was also there, you know, coming through with them and giving me an opportunity to to showcase what I could do to to help the team win. Um, and just learn again you, you've talked about and alluded to learning 
um, that was a real glimpse for me in, in learning the details of the game uh, more in depth. So um, it, it did start back then, back in 2000. Um, so I appreciate that. Then on to your playing career and then 10 years with the Pirates organization, a variety of roles you managed at a bunch of different levels. There must have been some major influences on you throughout that decade with the Pirates. No doubt. Um, and We'll stick to the hitting side. And as a first-year coach, uh, coming in at the rookie ball level, a couple of coaches that have been there for a long time, one in being Tom Prince, who played in the major leagues for a long time. He was a, a big influence on me and a great mentor, along with uh, Woody Heike, who has been a longtime pirate. He has been there forever. He is now, I want to say, 80 years old and has been a pirate for the majority of his life. Um, just having those guys and building the foundational principles at the professional level as a coach and what it meant, uh, the small things, creating patience with kids and teachings and, 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 again, continuing to learn and grow. did get an opportunity to work with uh, also Mike Lum and Greg Ritchie on the hitting side, and, and that's where I, I feel like that's where it continued to take off in regards to hitting concepts and, and being more in-depth of, of what it is, what the swing is, and, and approach-wise and all that on the offensive side. Well, Tom Prince still has his uh, followers here in Minnesota from his time as a uh, stalwart backup catcher. Everybody loves the backup catcher, and Tom Prince was no exception for the way he played when he wore a Twins uniform. And uh, You move on to the Twins, field coordinator, and in that role, you have your hands on a lot of different things. Describe kind of some of the... the uh, the, the tasks that you had in front of you as a field coordinator and the various aspects of this organization that you've been a part of building the past two years because the past two years, the infrastructure in the Twins minor leagues, the, the look of it in development has changed dramatically, and you've been in the middle of all that. No doubt. Um, again, first off with Jeremy, and, and you alluded to Jeremy Zoll and, and, and also Alex Hatton, with the vision going forward and, and me coming on board, um, I, I really wanted to build a system with them in regards to connecting our people together. Um, Jeremy said, you know, being able to connect and the importance of having, having the right people in place. It wasn't me that did it. It was us that we connected the right way, um, especially in talking more about the, the coordinator group that we had in place. We connected well and, and wanted to put in the system that, you know, we're going to build we're going to build something that, that's going to be great, um, and it's going to take the right people to do it. We're going to care about our people. We want the best for them. And I think we, we did a really good job in putting systems into place. Once those systems get into place, uh, they basically work for themselves because they know everybody knows we're doing it for the best of, of everyone's health. Now you'll be working with major league hitters, certainly some of the guys you've t- uh, tutored in the minor leagues will be flowing into your realm as well. But I want to talk about your relationship with Rudy because Rudy Hernandez is a brilliant hitting mind, and he's a wonderful guy, and he has been one of maybe the biggest unsung heroes on this staff as long as he's been here and is a guy that I think just has unilateral respect from all the players he's worked with throughout his tenure here and, and in other places. What is your relationship like uh, with Rudy, uh, and how excited are the two of you uh, to, to get together and start uh, putting your heads together to, uh, to produce some big league hitters? Well, to do what they did last year, obviously, with the uh, record-breaking season <laughs> that they had. No um, pressure. <laughs> no, no pressure, right. Um, 
Rudy has been instrumental as well. He was very welcoming two years ago when I first went up for uh, in September for a short stint um, to a Texas trip. Um, but every time I came up, he's he shared information with me. He wants me to be a part of, of what's been going on. So I am super ecstatic and excited to work with Rudy. Um, it's not a major league coach and assistant. It's it's we're both coaches. So I, I'm I'm really excited. His relationship building skills with the players that that he has that he's had in the past. Uh, he's just an exceptional exceptional person. So I'm excited to work alongside him. James did a great job, obviously, and, and we wish him the best as he goes on to a to a to a new role. Uh, he always had the music set up. You know, he had his own music set up, and he had a lot to do with creating an environment where the hitters, they were able to learn kind of specific to their skill set, what they wanted to work to on a different day, a great connector of people as well. Uh, But you're going to have to be yourself. You can't try to be James. So do you anticipate things seeming to be fairly similar, or will there be noticeable changes just because you guys are two different humans? Yeah, we are two different humans. Ironically, J-Ro and I looked at the same picture a lot so we would have conversations as well and again he was very welcoming and and some of the things that he brought forth especially this past year and allowing players to be themselves i think it's 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 extremely important for for players to be comfortable in their own skin and 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 for them to be comfortable you know speaking to us and talking to each other uh, knowing that we have their best interests in mind so i think i have a lot of the same philosophies in that aspect with J-Row. I want to be a guy that's going to be there for these guys moving forward. So I, I'm not going to be there to overhaul. And it was a unique situation coming into the Twins organization, coming over from Pittsburgh where, you know, it's it's not coming into, you know, I'm going to do it this way. It's I, I want to see what we've done here, um, you know, what the Twins have done in respect to their organization and, and being a great organization. So I'm going to take kind of that same approach with our players as well. Is they've done great things already. Um, I want to see, I want to connect with them and, and see how I can be of help to them to continue what, what, what they've done in the past. Edgar Varela is our guest. He's the new hitting coach for the Minnesota Twins, working with Rudy Hernandez and the newest member of Rocco Baldelli's staff. And is it fair to say, as just a student of the game and a guy whose life has been spent in the game, Edgar, that your dozen years as a coach in professional baseball have spanned a time when the way hitting is taught has changed maybe more so than in any 10-year period over the course of the last, I don't know, 50 to 100 years. When you think about the technology that's allowed you to do different things, philosophies have changed. Uh, it's no more just, you know, stand in, grip it, rip it. it, it it's no longer just, you know, we're, we're trying to hit one way for all body types, uh, so you've been right on point with a lot of changes in this field, haven't you? Yes, I have. I've been exposed to a lot of it. And, again, I think it comes from that learner's mindset and being up with the times. Again, baseball, the game of baseball is a beautiful game, and it's it's been around for a long time. Hitting is hitting. Um, you know, the tools that are coming out, it's, it's just learning how to utilize these tools, um, utilize the language, especially with, today's player coming up this is the world that they're growing up in Mm -hmm. so i think it's up to us to continue to learn how they learn first off uh, how they learn how they retain information and and again it's a hard game at the end of the day so i know rocco's mentioned this before is is keeping it as simple as we can 
um, so these guys can perform at their highest level and, and allowing them to be themselves. Um, I think at the end of the day, with with how technology is right now and, and, and you know, understanding everybody is different, that's going to be our job to figure that out in combination with, with our strength our strength staff as well and, and, our, uh, and our trainers, just understanding the full, the full human. We have the resources out there. Now it's, it's how we implement them with each individual person. Yeah, and one other right. thing that anybody who's ever worked with or around you is quick to point out, you are a relentlessly positive human being. And you talked about how hard the game is, especially hitting that baseball. Uh, I would think over the course of a long season – that positivity pays dividends, doesn't it? Yeah, this, if you allow things, as you know, in this world, there's we're surrounded by by negative information all the time. So finding the positive, uh, something I learned back when I was with Pittsburgh, we used to talk about hunting the good stuff. I want to hunt the good stuff. I want to continue to hunt the good stuff because things in this game, it's difficult. And baseball is just like life. We're going to get hit right between the eyes and, and, and get humbled here and there. I want to continue to find those positive things that happen on, on the daily so we can continue to move forward, especially when we hit a bump in the road. To, to, to message Clint Hurdle here with, with Pittsburgh, he used to talk about you're, you're, you're bound to get three bad bounces a day. So what, what are we going to go to when those bad bounces come? You know, how are we going to continue to move forward and stay positive because they're going to happen? I like that. Hunting the good stuff. Uh, that uh, That's a good one. I think that's one people should remember. Edgar Varela uh, bringing the good stuff as the Twins' uh, newly named hitting coach. And you mentioned hunting the good stuff, and you've had a chance to work with a lot of good players in this Twins minor league system. And Twins fans always excited about the next wave of talent that will be on the way. And I know with hitting coaches in particular, they can have a certain reaction to certain guys. And you can define exciting hitter in a lot of different ways, but are there some guys in the pipeline right now that you've had a chance to work with that you are excited to see when they get into the cage, that you're excited to work with every day when you get in the cage, and that Twins fans should be excited to see soon perhaps at Target Field? Absolutely. You know, that that's the intriguing piece of this. Is It's not the now. Yes, we're, we're working towards 2020, but but what's to come is, is also and sustaining the next few years with what's to come is, is super exciting for me. Uh, some of the young players that, you know, the fans have heard about, you know, in the system coming up, it's, it's real. Uh, these guys are super athletes. Um, they're great kids, great young men. So, you know, the, the, the Lewis's, the Kirloff's, the Jeffers, the Larnick's, uh, those guys, they're, they're coming. So, again, we, we talk about the excitement coming for 2020, building off of 2019. Uh, but but the future's coming as as well with these young these young men. So it's it's super exciting. Yeah, it's awfully uh, rewarding. I would imagine too. You help build the system that has uh, cultivated some of that talent, and now you'll be waiting for him uh, to hold the door open in the big league clubhouse. It's Edgar Varela joining us here, Twins hitting coach on the Hot Stove Show. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created and legends are made. We have one more segment with Edgar, so we'll step aside. When we come back, we're talking Thanksgiving with the Twins hitting coach, and we'll find out where he falls on some of these holiday traditions as you head towards your holiday weekend right here on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back one final time to the Twins Hot Stove Show. Chris Atterbury with you from our network headquarters here at Target Field. 
And we are joined by Edgar Varela, the new hitting coach for the Minnesota Twins, who's been kind enough in what is obviously a very exciting week for him and his entire family uh, as he has named the Twins uh, big league hitting coach uh, to join us here. Now, Thanksgiving is coming up tomorrow, or if you're podcasting this a little bit later in the week while you uh, try to uh, work off all the extra pounds you put on over the course of your Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, We are pleased to have you with us here, no matter how you're taking in our show. But it's Thanksgiving-themed, and so, Edgar, three cuts, Thanksgiving-themed as well. I will start with a very simple one. What is your favorite Thanksgiving tradition in your family? Well, the tradition of simply getting together uh, with family, I think we can't lose sight of that. Uh, again, keeping things simple. Um, for me, being in this game for uh, a long period of, of my professional career, being away from family is a norm. So being able to travel back and be together with your loved ones, uh, for me, that just that tradition in itself um, of, of seeing everybody again, seeing nieces and nephews, uh, being able to see my mother and, and, and things like that, um, those traditions for me is, is, is what Thanksgiving is all about. Did you grow up in a big family, Edgar, where a lot of people running around on the, on the holidays and other big family a, events? A huge family. I'm, I'm the youngest of six siblings, so you can imagine um, <laughs> my mother and my late father uh, have 21 nieces and nephews, so imagine a house full of kids running around loud. Um, that's, those are the things that when you're in this game – and you're off traveling or, or whatnot, when you get back to those situations, it's, again, when I talk about tradition, that's what it's all about because you get to get everybody together um, and, and be thankful for family and stuff like that. So uh, That's really uh, well said. You know, when, as you mentioned, if it's 4th of July, you know what? We're working. Memorial Day, we're working. So you don't get a chance to do that over the course of the summer break in particular, and uh, that is a, a perfect tradition and a great way to kick off our three cuts here with Edgar Varela. Now, in your house, were you, were you a turkey house for uh, for Thanksgiving? Yes, turkey. I'm not a fan of turkey, though. Okay. So I, I would pass on the turkey. I don't know if that messes up your next question. No, that's fine. I, but it, it's kind of related because there are people who go with the stuffing, where it's all the breadcrumbs and the stuff, and it's jammed in the bird. And then there's the yep. dressing where they have to cook it separately. And I was wondering, in your house, is it a stuffing house or is it a dressing house? It's more of a stuffing house. Okay. And you don't eat the turkey, so you don't have to worry about it. So I would ask then, what are you eating instead of the turkey? I like mashed potatoes. <laughs> yep. I like fresh mashed potatoes. That's what I like. Ooh, that's nothing wrong with that. I don't think you'll get too many people arguing. So mashed potatoes is going to be the centerpiece of your plate. Yep. All right. right. Final question fittingly comes in the final course of a Thanksgiving meal. Assuming with all those nieces and nephews and now grandkids running around, there's any left. Do you have a pie choice to wrap up your Thanksgiving feast? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm also not a big pie fan, so I'm more into like the side. My wife's uh, aunt makes these really good like chocolate covered i don't even know what they are to be honest with you but they <laughs> are some kind of good um again i'm not a big pie for, pie pie person so um i'm gonna have to go with with her secret secret recipe chocolate covered something chocolate uh, covered something, something yeah. sweet yeah they're great 
You're gonna, great. You're gonna. I. I don't want to. You know, to be too nitpicky. You're gonna have to find out what it is that you've been eating all these years. At some point, you're gonna have to find out what's under the chocolate. Yeah, I. I forgot. I know what my my wife knows what it is, but I just I just eat them. They just put them in front of me, and I eat those. You know. I understand, and I think you and I would be perfect complements because you could have all the potatoes. I'll take the turkey, and then I'll eat all the pie, and you can have the chocolates. All right. Sounds like a good plan. Well, I hope you get everybody together. You obviously have a ton to be thankful for. And this year, on top of that, uh, full-time job as a big league hitting coach, that's not a bad thing to be thankful for either. And the Twins and their fans, thankful that you're part of the uh, the crew here. And we can't wait to uh, get started on this next uh, chapter in your baseball journey. I appreciate you being with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And blessings to all. Have a happy Thanksgiving to all you. And uh, be present. Be where your feet are. Be with your families. I appreciate you having me on. I can't say it any better than that. That's Edgar Varela, our guest on the Twins Hot Stove Show. I will add, be safe in your travels this holiday season. We'll see you next week on your home for Twins Baseball. You've been listening to the Twins Hot Stove Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of a Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.